We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you ready for rapid fire? Let's go! It has been a day, Sean Styers, and I've been waiting for rapid fire. Tell you what, it's same right here. It's just not a good day. So I'm going to start with a mock question. Over under 25 total touchdowns and over under 10 interceptions for Sam Hartman. So we're doing over unders. Good question. Yeah. Let me ask you this first. Okay. This is just a yes or a no to you. Is this where you would have set the number for them? I think interceptions is where I would have set them. Touchdowns, I would have set higher. I would have set, probably would have set touchdowns at least at 30, if not even like around 32, I think. Yep, agreed. And that's kind of where I'm at too. And so if we're sticking with the 25, I'm going to go over. Yeah. Okay. I, I do think that. And I would have, I think 32 and a half, like I think that's a really good number. That's where I really start thinking hard about maybe where they're going to be. So I'll take the over there. The The interception thing is interesting. And and just so it's not a push, we can put it at like nine and a half. I, I was thinking that it I like that. probably, I, I feel like it was going to be right around 10. And, and that's only because I think he's going to try to jam it into a couple of windows or he's going to take some chances and going to take some shots. And we've been begging for that for years. And there are drawbacks to that. And I think there's going to be a few picks. And so if I'm setting it at nine and a half, I will reluctantly go over because I think he's probably going to be right at 10. Yeah. Derek said over and under, he's got 35 and nine. My only hesitation with Hartman is like, does Tyler Buckner have a package? You know, is he a red zone quarterback potentially? Like when you listen to Jared Parker and, and him talking about the, the strengths and the different skill sets of the quarterbacks and stuff like that, that could potentially take some touchdowns away, obviously from Hartman and the strengths of the running backs, you know, could play into that as well. I definitely still like over 25. I think I, the, that, that nine and a half, 10 on the interceptions is really, it's going to be right around there. And like, if we're setting it at nine and a half, I might just go a little bit over, you know? Okay. Just because, like, yeah, you know, all you got to do is look at his stats. How much? How much is this offense in that running game going to change that? And again, we really don't know what 
this offensive system is going to look like just yet. Right. So that'll be a question going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's a real. I didn't even think about the the Tyler Buckner aspect of it. I, I think that's actually a really smart way to look at it. There's uh there's been a lot of dissecting and analyzing of Jared Parker's two seasons as offensive coordinator at West Virginia. Here's my question. Does it say anything to you that Graham Harrell, who became the Mountaineer offensive coordinator last year after Parker came here to Notre Dame, he spent just one season at West Virginia and he's already moved on to Purdue. Does it does that say anything to you? I had did not realize that this was the case when I was obviously reading through these. That, so no, it doesn't really say anything to me because I wasn't even aware of it. As I kind of dig a little bit deeper into it, it makes me think that maybe West Virginia is not the greatest place to to run an offense. Uh, that's for darn sure. Because, look, Jared Parker did not have a lot of success at West Virginia. And I realized he wasn't running his offense. He was running the head coach's offense. And <clears throat> it's still the same head coach, right, that that was there yes, it fighting is. over Graham Harrell. So that tells me that the, the head coach probably just needs to make himself the offensive coordinator and stop hiring offensive coordinators because it's not working and it feels like maybe there's some headbutting that goes on there. And the answer that Jared Parker gave us at the press conference yeah, led me to believe that there's a little bit of headbutting and not the best of, you know, I don't want to say the best of feelings, but I just, you know, I think, I think you had a micromanager head coach. Yeah. And like you said, he was running his system and it, it just seems like if, Jared Parker played every bit the diplomat that he could when he answered that question at the press conference the he other did. day about the he situation. Did. And it just it just sounded to me like he was promised some things that weren't followed through on and some responsibilities weren't there that you know he was told were going to be there. And then when you follow that up with a guy like Graham Harrell goes in there and he's only there for one year and now he's at Purdue – that just says, and and as you said, the head coach is still there. That tells me that, you know, you've you've worked for some micromanagers before, and facts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think to me, that's that's what it sounds like. Yeah. You have an over-involved head coach. You're running his system, and it doesn't sound like there's you know much internal consistency there. And I think that had as much to do with whatever ups and downs Jared Parker had when he was at West Virginia is anything. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. We still got a lot to prove here at Notre Dame, but that's what it seems like to me. When you look at the whole story, the whole track record of where things have been, you know. And I feel like there are even more question marks to to go along with Jared Parker because I don't think we saw who Jared Parker was as an offensive coordinator at West Virginia. So, you know, we're getting hints and we're getting clues and we're getting an idea of maybe what Jared Parker wants to be, but I don't – think it's going to look anything like the offense at uh, West Virginia looked when he was there. So more question marks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Patrick said, kind of going back to the offense, he, he says he hopes there's no Tyler Buckner package, just the offense for both Hartman, Buckner, and whoever else. I mean, and I agree with that to an extent, but, and, you know, I'm not saying like the Tyler Buckner package like a couple of years ago, like it would look like right. that. But, right. like, think about what Tyler Buckner did in the red zone twice in that Gator Bowl. And then you put him in there as not just a guy who's going to go in and run, but a guy who is a definite dual threat to either run or throw. I think that that adds a different element to your red zone package compared to a guy like Sam Hartman. You know, that's right. That's what I would envision. Not just a guy who's going to go in and run, but a guy who's a legitimate dual threat. And, and he will be running the offense. Like he's not going to run just a Tyler Buckner package. It's just going to be, Hey, when we get inside the 30, we get inside the 20, whatever it happens to be, Tyler Buckner's the quarterback. And then he gets to run the offense. Like it's not going to be right. 10 plays, you know, pick one out of a bag. Like, I don't exactly. think that that's what it's going to be. It's going to be the whole offense. Yeah. You know, and either one of them could do it, but it's hard to have keep talent on the sidelines, at least in my opinion. I mean, Brian Kelly had no problem with it, but keeping <laughs> talent on the sidelines is tough and you want to get those guys on the field. And guess what? At the end of the day, if it helps you win games, Sam Hartman's going to be just fine with it, right? That that Tyler Buckner goes in and he does it less wear and tear on Sam Hartman for his future, and they're winning ball games. And I, you know, if that's what they decide to do, then great, because there's going to be an understanding as to why they're doing it. Leak and Tebow and Urban Meyer won a national championship, you know, and that was I'm just saying, yeah, it's it's worked before. It's not like it hasn't worked before in the history of college football. Fill in the blank. Mike Bray's last home game as Notre Dame men's basketball coach will be next week when the Irish host Pittsburgh. And it's blank that Notre Dame is currently selling tickets to that game. Two for 10 bucks in the upper bowl and two for 20 bucks in the lower bowl. First of all, it is cheaper to go to a men's basketball game at the University of Notre Dame than it is to go to your local high school to watch a game. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Okay. It costs $6. To go watch Penn play with future Notre Dame basketball player Marcus Burton. True. It costs you $5 to go watch the current Notre Dame team and Mike Bray. I, I understand why they're doing it. They want to pack 
the arena. His last game. For his last game. Program's all-time winning as coach and all that. I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Just get up in a hot air balloon and just drop tickets out at that point. Just you might as well. Let them fly. You literally like, might as well just go hand them out on the you street. You right? are going to be spending more, I feel like, in like ticket charges than you are on the tickets themselves when it comes down to it. If you're ordering them online, you know, that kind of a thing. So, look. I like Mike Bray for the most part. I would love to see his last game have a full house, but even giving tickets away, I just don't see that being the case. And it's ultimately, if you look at the entire body of work for Mike Bray, I feel like it's sad that they're having to do this in order to fill the house for his send off. I know. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't help that it's Pittsburgh. They've got North Carolina tonight. Like if it would have been Carolina at nine o'clock. Yeah, like, I know. Ugh. Exactly. Like, Thanks ESPN, you know, great, you know, cause it's going to be nationally, te- and, and you know how that works, you know, speaking oh, of, yeah. you know, windows, it'll probably tip off closer to 10 after because the game <sighs> before it, I think it's Kentucky and Florida will probably go long and all, but like he deserves, he deserves to have as many people there as possible to give him the send out. I completely agree with that. Like as a guy, everybody loves Mike Bray, but the program is just in bad shape right now. And it's, it's not been fun to watch. You know, there have actually, you know, there have been some competitive games here recently and like being in those situations ourselves, like coaching in those kind of games where it's like, you're in there, you're in there, but you just yeah, can't pull just the trigger. Can't get over the hub. Can't get over the oh, hump. I mean, yes. those kill you even worse. And, yeah. you know, knowing that he's going out the door, that it has to be eating at him even more. He deserves a big send off. I hope they get it. But like, you look at these ticket prices and it just shows you the depths to which this program has fallen. Unfortunately, man, no kidding. I, it's sad that they have to do it that way, but I do hope for his sake that they fill it up. I do. Yeah. I hope they fill it up. I, you know, so that's his lasting memory, even though he's going to co-coach someplace else next year. Uh, I hope <laughs> that, that he gets the send off that he deserves because look, he has brought Notre Dame basketball to a place that it certainly couldn't even have dreamt of when he took over. Yeah. Right. They, I mean, so he deserves it, but it's sad that they got to go this route, man. It just is. They, like, they should give you a free soft pretzel when you, uh, when you go in the door, if you pay those prices too. So they, they, they give you that. those they give you those fifteen dollar I don't know well you've obviously been to a million women's games I don't know if they do it for the women's game yeah the, for the, the vouchers for the media yes yeah, so you got to go to the concession stand to get your food right and fifteen dollars that doesn't go too far <laughs> well I, the first place I went to I tried to go to the you know to the to the soft I'm not even going to say the brand name yeah but I tried to go <laughs> nope. to the soft pretzel place. And they don't accept the vouchers nope. because they're a standalone concession. Yep. So you've either got to go get the, you know, I don't even know if the other place, you know, like has the stale, like their own pretzels or whatever, but. They got nachos, they got hot dogs, they got popcorn, yeah. but yeah, 15 bucks doesn't go very far, man. When no, you're spending like $8 for a Coke, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, it was tough sledding there. I had to make some, some decisions. I didn't yeah. like it. So ESPN analyst Fran Fraschilla had an interesting tweet the other day. He said, given how well the COVID fifth year of eligibility worked out for college basketball, let's award players who graduate in four years an extra season of eligibility. He says it makes the sport stronger 
ensures a higher graduation rate and postgraduate opportunities and combats the one and done teams uh, with NIL cash. So do you buy Fran Fraschilla's proposal, Vince? I sell it. I don't like it. I didn't like the extra year of eligibility because it just mucks everything up. It just, That's I mean, the biggest we got- problem. We have guys that are going into their sixth and seventh years because the of roster all of management this. just gets so screwed up with this. Yeah, because then if you, if you get injured, if you get injured, yeah, then all of a sudden you've got sixth-year guys. It's ridiculous. Or girls, whatever. I, you know. Yeah, I no, take it away. You've got five years to play for. That's plenty. That's plenty. And if you're not graduating in that amount of time, you don't get awarded with another year of eligibility. No, no. Absolutely not. I, I, mean, I do not like it at all. The purpose the purpose of the whole college, you know, process is and getting a scholarship is you're supposed to be both playing and working toward a degree right. to begin with. So now you're going to give extra incentive for getting your degree. I mean, it's it's definitely an interesting proposal. And like just how much did these fifth years help Notre Dame? You know, we all yeah. thought I think that that Notre Dame was going to be better off with with all this experience back than what they were. I don't know how it combat. Well, I see. I guess he's saying it combats the one and done teams with NIL cash. The only way I think that it would go is like if you're going to give this inducement at the end, you get your degree in four years, and then we'll give you a fifth year to play. It's obviously guys who aren't going on to the NBA, but I would say you've got to stay at the school you're at. If you're going to get that, there you go. Because then you can't go jump for some NIL deal someplace else. And that is honestly what this COVID year has done. It has made the transfer portal even more robust. Yeah, that's right. Because these guys are using that year to go play somewhere else. Yep. I I don't think college basketball has won with this, with the extra COVID rule. I don't think it's been good for college basketball. I don't think it's been good for college athletics, period. Because when all these guys decide to stay, it affects all those guys that are coming in. And there's less scholarships to go around for the guys that are leaving high school. And then you've got the transfer portal that's even screwing those guys even more. Mm-hmm. No, it, 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 you did your time. It's time to move on to whatever's next in your life. I agree. I agree. So instant replay during XFL games, they're handling it differently. And I know you watched more XFL over the weekend. So they're handling it differently than NFL or college games. So during the XFL broadcast, they have a camera in the replay booth with the replay official mic'd up so you can actually see and hear what they're looking at. It's a much more transparent process. Do you buy or sell the NFL and or college football following suit and doing the same thing? for instant replay process. Well, first of all, everything about the XFL is more transparent. Like they've got they've got the refs mic'd up. There's not as up. much on the line, you know, there's not as oh, much gambling sure. money, there, you know. And I get, get it. it. And I get it. I mean, but it's all out there. Like you can hear the refs talking about the penalties, you can hear, you know, like you said, the the replay official and there's one replay official. It's Dean Blandino or whatever right. however you say his last name and no, he it. is the guy and he's probably in New York or something, and he's just in a booth, and there's only one XFL going game going on at once, so it's much easier to do, okay? But he handles all the reviews, and he literally, you hear him talking, you hear him going through it, and it's a one-man show. Like, he's looking at it, he's deciding, 
He's walking you through it verbally, and then he just lets the official know, no, nope, it's going to stand or it's not going to stand or, right. or whatever. I think it's fantastic. It was so much faster, number one. And he was reviewing every single play, by the way, because there was a play in one of the games where they marked it off as a first down, but the guy was a yard shy. And before they were even able to get the play called, he's like, he buzzed down. And he's like, no guys, it's, it's, you know, second and one or whatever, whatever it was. Uh-huh. And they moved the ball and they just did it. They, there was no fanfare about it. They didn't have to stop the game. He just let the white hat know, Hey guys, it's, it's second and one, not first and 10. They fixed it immediately. And they finally talked about it like three plays later. They're like, Oh wait, it's third down. Like, Oh yeah. Well, it was a rolling thing. We're always looking. We're always making sure. Yes. Like that was great. They didn't stop the game. It was awesome. Yeah. It would be much more difficult to do that in college games. Cause there's so many going on. Are you going to get people that are intelligent enough to talk? And that's, that's, that's what difficult. I was going to say. You've got to have, because there right. are so many more games, you've got to have, <laughs> basically you've got to have kind of a point guy out there, you know, yeah. like it'd be very tall. It'd be very hard. It can't be just a good official. It has to be a good, good combination of an official and a communicator to do this. I think the NFL, because there are what, 15 games a week, top 16 games a week, top, it would be easier there because you also have more retired officials who could, you know, still be a part of this. You already have the replay analysts who are, are part of the broadcast. Some of them are better than others, but you know, for the guys on the field and the coaches and everybody, it's it's obviously their livelihood. For everyone yeah. else, the, the people watching, for the TV networks, it's a TV show. It's a TV program. So, Absolutely. like, especially in the NFL, I think it would, you know, we were talking about the length of the replays and how long they take to look at these, and you don't really know what they're looking at. One, it would be more transparent. But two, it would definitely make that time go quicker if you were in the booth with that official and you got to hear him explain yeah. what he's actually looking at, I think it would benefit everyone because the NFL just seems to operate like there's a cloak of secrecy, like yes. they don't want you to know what they're looking at yeah. for some reason. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they had one guy making the decision in the XFL, right? Have one replay official. He makes the decision. So it's not like a back and forth. It's not like a what do you think? Because that takes longer. If right. it's just one guy looking, Okay, I, I'm looking for this. I don't see this. I don't see the hand under the ball. You know what? We're gonna let it stand, or we're overturning it. Like it's so much faster with one track mind. That's it. That can be done in the NFL. It would be a much easier situation to do in the NFL. College is probably still gonna be a disaster because they just can't figure out replay anyway. Yeah. But with the NFL, they could definitely do it. Definitely do it for sure. I agree and I would like that. it. I would be yeah, all on me board. too. Yeah. Me too. Be all in. Tommy Guns just passed my house, by the way. So I'm gonna wave. I'm gonna symbolically oh, nice. wave at Tommy Guns. He was on 8090, <laughs> which literally goes almost in my backyard. It What's does, up, Tommy. <laughs> Very cool. All right, safe travels out there, Tommy. I know that right. weather is garbage. Yes, so. it is. Yeah. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. 
Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, so a report from Andrew Marchand of the New York Post says Apple TV Plus has emerged as a potential landing spot for Pac-12 football TV rights. My question would being exclusively on a streaming service be better for Apple or the Pac-12? Man, uh, Apple, I'm going to say, because I don't see how it could possibly be good for the Pac-12. Right now, you know, it's the Pac-12 after dark, right? We're all watching it when we come home from other games or after other games are over, you know, the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. The only reason we're watching it, and I guess I'll speak for myself, the only reason I'm watching it it's because it's the only thing on, right? There's not a lot of people overall that have Apple TV, Apple Plus, or whatever right. it is. They don't. I don't currently have it right now. I actually got rid of it a couple of months ago because there's nothing to watch on it. I'm, I'm sorry, hey, all those Apple Plus fans out there. I Ted love. Ted Lasso's coming back. Ted Lasso's back next month, I think and, it is. And I'll probably re-up at that point <laughs> because I love that show. But yes. there was We're nothing have to start going doing on. Ted Lasso reviews once it does. I know, right? I, I had nothing to watch and I was paying for it. And my wife was finally like, why are we buying this? Why are we paying for this? And yeah. I can tell you right now, my argument is I want to watch Pac-12 football. It's not going to be good enough. And we're not going to get it when Ted Lasso isn't on. See, and that's, you know, like we've got four TVs in our house. Only one of them is set up for a streamer because the others I think are all a little too old, you know, before the, you know, like the sure. apps and all that kind of stuff. So. We've only got one TV, first of all, that is set up for the apps. Two, you know, like you're talking Pac-12 after dark, but like even during the day, like if if you're sitting back and you're watching games, I I don't know about you, but I'm like if there are multiple games on at the same time and one of them turns into a stink, like you're flipping around, you know, you you know that I do it more than anybody, but like it takes like five times as long to flip oh, yeah. out of the streaming game and then back to live TV and then back to the streaming game again. You've got to wait for it to rebuffer or stream to stream because like my ESPN is yeah, a stream. That's true too. So like you're yeah. going from stream to stream, like you're going to miss an entire series trying to do that. Nah. Yep. Forget about it. I agree. You know, unless they are in, in the money, it doesn't even sound like, they're chasing the Big 12 right now. The Pac-12 is trying to get this TV contract, yeah. and they've been kind of left out in the dark. And I just – I don't think that they're going to get – you know, they would have to get much more money than what they're probably going to get to make it worth their while to be exclusively on a streamer. I just think you're you're going to bury yourself oh. in terms of, of visibility yeah. if you're the Pac-12 and you go it, exclusively be- to beginning stream. of the end. Let's be honest. I, I, that's yeah. how I feel. It's the beginning of the end of them being a Power 5 conference, if that's the yeah, case. for sure. Tommy Guns with a bonus. He got this in before he started driving, I think. Speaking of nights, Sean and Vince, this was at the start of the show when he put this in, so I don't know why nights were a topic of conversation. Yes, who's speaking of nights? Early in the show. 
But he said, if you could be one famous night, any famous night for a year, who would it be and why? Paul McCartney. <laughs> Sir Paul. That's a good one. That's a Thank good you. one. I like that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Uh, I would just go with Phil Knight because he's worth like oh, 50 million bucks. You went a different route. I kind of like that. I dig it. $50 billion, Phil Knight. I would take that for a year. I dig that. That was uh, that's well done. I didn't even think about that. I wouldn't mind swimming in that kind of cash. That's right. Speaking of Phil Knight, can we talk about this? Are you going to watch the Ben Affleck movie that's going to be coming out here? Uh, I think it's just going to call it Air, and it's about them. Nike's fledgling. They get Michael Jordan on board. Boom, they become Nike. Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are yeah. both going to be in it. Yes. Is Affleck is Affleck supposed to be Phil Knight? Is that yes. Is that who it is? Yep, yep. Now, is that, that a, is, is that a movie? Is it a streamer? Like, is it a TV show? Do you know what it is? I I think it's a movie. I think uh, now I'm gonna have to look it up. I think it's a movie too, but I'm not. I'm not really sure. Here we go. Let's see here. Uh, I don't. Wikipedia is not gonna probably help me out too much here. But uh, to be released in the United States by Amazon Studios, April fifth. So I don't know if it's going to be on Amazon or if it's going to be wide theatrical release in the United States, April 5th. I'll probably check it out. I I think it looks interesting. I like Damon and Affleck, and I think it's an interesting story. So just like you said, I mean, because that's it was that whole deal, like you just said, with with Michael Jordan, the whole Air Jordan thing that that blew Nike up and let it become what it was. Yeah, and and it was kind of unheard of. Nobody really had their own shoe at the time. Plus, Michael Jordan was a rookie. He'd never even stepped foot on the court for the NBA. And now, you know, obviously he has a whole brand that apparently also does football stuff, which is odd, but whatever. The Jumpman brand. That's my dig on Michigan (laughs) for the day. Your favorite one. It's my dig on Michigan for the day. Uh, But but no, I think the movie sounds interesting. I think so, too. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. A lot of uh, good interaction and questions, as always. We've got uh, Basketball Thursday coming up tomorrow, so no IB Nation Sports Talk tomorrow. Vince and Jesse and I will be back on Friday, though, 5 o'clock with the Rapid Fire Show. Yes, sir. Live from my office. That's right. Hit the like button, subscribe, rate, and review. And in the meantime, we will talk to you Friday on Ivy Nation Sports Talk.